Welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast with your hosts, Alan Miller and Dr. David Overby. Recorded on the 27th of September, 2020, this is episode 210. And now for the show. Dave. Dave. Alan. Dave. Are we doing a podcast? I think we might be, Dave. I'm kind of losing track of time and space. Dave. You don't know where you are anymore? I don't know where anything is anymore. Everything seems to be... In a 21st century science fiction film directed by Stanley Kubrick? Where Louisville, Kentucky is no longer a city, awesome. but a police fortress? It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a smoldering, smoldering ruins... I swear to fucking God, it's like, it's like you the, you look at CNN or Fox or or MSNBC or any of them. It's just like, oh, there's writing and look at all this shit that's going on. It's like it's all in like a four block area downtown, you know. And the, the, I mean, the worst it got was a a bunch of uh, um, and actually it's kind of funny because I was uh, uh, somebody was was walking at the I, I was watching one of the live feeds of of them when they they marched from of uh, uh somewhere in Smoketown up into uh, uh, uh Barstown Road and they were just met by like a hundred gazillion cops. And one of the first shots was this sort of bull dyke chick with a with a uh with a club. You know, she had a fucking club. She handed it off to somebody, she was doing something and then took it back and, and, and there was another guy with a club. I'm like, man, you guys, what the fuck are you doing? You're literally just playing into their the the narrative and then the next time that I, I you know, I had looked at that, and then I came home and I looked at it again, and this the same feed. It's like those those two people, <laughs> the two guys, the the bull dyke and the other guy that had a, a, a stick, were both of them being arrested. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no shit. You you came prepared to like uh, swing at somebody. You're, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I love it though. You know, the whole city's burned to the ground. Um, there's nothing left. Um, we're all starting over. Um, we're we're we're, um, uh, we're we're using a, a, um, the light poles to cut wood to make our new houses out of. Um, it's yeah. It's complete chaos. I uh, I just Louisville. It's 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 gone. It's no more. Was that an explosion I just heard in the background? I, I think it might have. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't even notice anymore. I I I. I yeah. Yeah. I think. I yeah. I think that might have been another explosion. Uh, probably one of the chemical plants. I who I I don't who knows anymore. Um, the sky is just continuously red, glowing from the burning. Tragic, truly tragic. I, I just. Uh... What do we do? What? What do we do? 
Um, is there so, still a curfew there? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nine o'clock. Uh, which would was about oh an hour and forty five minutes ago. I think that's how that works. Forty five? No, yeah, yeah, hour forty. Yeah, it's ten forty five our time. It's a nine o'clock cur- curfew. Um, I don't. I, there's plenty of traffic. So people are still out. I mean, does the curfew mean we don't want you on the sidewalk? Obviously, if you're driving through oh, the no, no, city, no, they're pulling over people in cars. Oh, really? Yeah. If you're if you're on the ground and it's after hours, they're they're pulling you over and asking you what what you why you're still out. But if you're just on the waters and driving through the city. No, no, that I mean not, on your way not, to somewhere no, else. No, not not on the interstate system, on the on the on the ground. Okay. So if you Yeah, because the, inter- the interstate out, system is federal you know. Uh huh. And they probably can't pull you over on any of the uh the 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 federal not interstates but the federal highways, you know, the the like sixty and and uh 31W and 31S. Um, what is it? Dixie Highway, I think, is one of those. I, I, they probably can't pull you over there, but they will pull you over anywhere else. So if you're on, say, uh, Galbert, thinking you're going to go and um, have a beer at the Granville. No, the Granville's closed. Right, I understand. Yeah, it's, I, I understand. It's, I'm just. I gotta <clears> say though, I think there was a, for me there was a big, image and moment where I thought, the the city of of Louisville, is gone, and that's when, I was seeing this, uh, image of, hundreds of of police. I mean the police cars as well as. In their insane. riot gear, totally insane. I mean, looking like stormtroopers. Yeah, that's exactly and that's I'm, the I'm word thinking, I've been using. Oh, this all has got to be for weeks around uh, downtown. But then I see a, a sign that says Midland, and I think, well, now isn't Midland in the Highlands? And then they pan back a little bit, and I can see those green arrows and red X's, and I know, well, this is Bardstown Road. And then they pan back a little bit more, and I'm like. Oh my God! This is where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Like this is the decision they've made of what they're going to turn this city into. I mean, it can never go back now that it's decided to respond to you know one ruling on one case in 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 this manner. That place is just officially gone, man. Louisville, Kentucky's dead. It may not be smoldering to the ground, but that's not a city anymore. Yeah, they, uh, this is, I, I mean, it's just, everything about it, well, I mean, the Attorney General, um, um, who I call uh, uh, Uncle Tom. Uh, it's perfect. I mean, he just, you can't even consider murder or manslaughter or anything because the person inside of the house shot 
It's, right, it's but just, the person so who was killed obscene. wasn't the person who who shot. So I mean, there can't be any claim to self defense. I mean, you oh, can shoot she back was, at someone she was who, collateral, and and they they also changed the story. She wasn't in bed. Though I mean, apparently she was in bed. Um, well, they said the, she was in the hallway, which is just still. It's like yeah. So you come out of your you know what the fuck's going on? Boom, 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 boom. Uh, but no, she was in there anyway. Yeah, the drywall got more justice than she did, Brianna Taylor. But, they uh, also don't know that the the shot that hit one of the detectives, I think Mattingly was the one who was shot, came from the gun of the boyfriend because one of the police had a nine millimeter, and it was a nine millimeter that the boyfriend had. But here's the thing that I think is interesting, best I can understand: the boyfriend fired one shot. Yeah. And that's the shot that hit the guy in the leg, hit Mattingly in the leg. There were three police there that popped off 32 rounds. Six of them, six of them hit uh, Taylor. But when the question comes down to, well, who was it who shot the, the one detective? It must have been that one shot fired. So that one, the boyfriend is one for one. These trained police are six of 32 combined by the three of them. And that's just another thing that, I mean, you have to look at, like what in the world is going on when 32 shots are fired in response to one? Am I missing something? Um, I just, uh, there have often been 60 shots fired, but none were fired towards the officer, so... Well, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, there's just they uh, they are taught from the beginning to unload their gun. If they pull it out and point it at somebody, they should unload it into them. That's that that they are taught that it, you should just shoot them until they stop moving. So um, there's and two it's just, levels it's fucking of, awful. It's absolutely horror. There's like the systemic problem of like that shouldn't be the rule or the law, but I mean, in this particular case, you can't just say, well, under Kentucky law, they have the right to self-defense because you're taking this general rule and applying it to the specific case. And then you can say, well, now we don't have to consider anything else in relation to this case. We know that, that a shot was fired and the police say it was fired at them. So they had every right to, to fire back. And they so they if they killed one unarmed person, and we could presume if they killed any number of unarmed people that didn't have a gun and didn't do any shooting, that uh, that that's okay. But I just got done yeah, reading an that article that's okay. where there were some defense um, lawyers who said that what the law says is that if someone fires a gun at you, you have a right to fire back at them, but you don't have a right to fire back at their family. Like you don't have a right to fire back at their wife, husband, child, girlfriend, whoever might be with them. I mean, you the self-defense means I can defend myself against the threat. It doesn't mean, well, this person fired at me so I can shoot someone who didn't fire at me. No, I can shoot everybody else that's in the, in the place. 
Right. I mean, just, I, I'm just um, going to shoot everybody. That's that's what it comes down to. Right. I mean, so and it um, if if the if there was one endangerment for the neighbors because the you know bullets know, went the, into the, the neighbor's apartment, yeah, the, the, the drywall got more justice than Breonna Taylor. Then that doesn't make any sense because how isn't it? It's either also endangering Breonna Taylor, or it doesn't matter that the other people were endangered. So you can't fire any. You can't file any charges. Um. Oh no, he on, was on, he was he was making absolutely sure that 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 that, that there were no questions. He he just yeah that what's his name Galleon Cameron Cameron Daniel Cameron the Attorney yeah. General Uncle Tom Cameron my boy Uncle Tom Cameron. But, but the thing <laughs> is, is that now that you've now that you've put. You, you you literally occupied Bardstown Road like it was the Champs Elysees, you know Paris, nineteen forty. I mean, it looked exactly the same. Yeah. Except I didn't see any human beings with emotions looking on from the sidewalk, like, oh my god, you know what's happened to the, this place that is supposed to be my home? I'm sure most Louisvillians, especially most people in the Highlands where they're all conservative yuppies that think that they're cool because they drink alcohol. Wow. Uh, they probably thought it was great and were all supportive of the police. Um, but I, I don't know. The, the only people I know that live in, like that, in the highlands are... When are they going to draw down? I mean, once you have a curfew, how long does it last? Are you always going to just have 200 police... In, just in the middle of Bardstown Road, like there's Bardstown Road isn't a through fare anymore. How does this change? Like, what do they do? Oh fuck if I know. Uh, they're 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 hoping that people get tired of it. I mean, that's what usually is the case. You mean that they'll get tired of the of protesting, or they'll get tired? Yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah, of being out there of, of having to. I mean, that, that's the thing with COVID that is kind of fucking with the system is there's so many people that just can't go back to work still. Um, and they've got nothing else to do except make their voices heard and they're getting fucking pissed because they're not being listened to. Um, so I don't know. It, it's happening across the nation. I mean, every city... You know, whether it's a, a blue or red or purple or whatever the fuck... You know, there's almost every large city of any kind has protests going on right now. And I I think that's good because there's shit that needs to be protested. Um, It is a good thing, and it it ought to be a a regular event in a democracy. It shouldn't, protesting shouldn't be looked at as though it's some kind of foreign behavior. Some some kind of uh, weird exotic behavior from you know people from a land far away. Like, well, today we let all the immigrants do their you know weird stuff and wear their weird costumes and <laughs> all those weird up. immigrants. Uh, immigrants, <laughs> they're weird. They're weird. What are they doing? Like this talking about the, this you know First Amendment, Constitution, and stuff, and you know holding signs and freedom of speech and expressing themselves. 
And um, hey, so 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 anyway, so uh, what's up with these immigrants? Huh? They, they they don't. Uh, hey, they're I'm, not I'm American, like, huh? Hey, are they? Hey, do you do you think that there is possibly a a slightly heightened level of of empathy in the culture, such that the the pandemic has made people realize that they're more vulnerable than than they thought, and also the economic hardship that people are enduring that maybe they weren't used to so that when they see injustice happen to someone else on a horrible scale, like it did to Breonna Taylor, that they really start to feel it and get it. And so that's, that's, you know, triggering the reaction in addition to the fact that they have too much time on their hands. Or, you know, put quotes around that. You know, too much time on their hands. No, they've got just enough time on their hands so that they can, you know, this, that, that probably is one of the, you know, that, that a huge difference between, um, like us in France, for instance, is that, uh, the whole idea of having time off to, to foment and do things and that's just built into their system. And we, lost that and i i'm gonna blame this sort of protestant work 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 guilt you know everything's due to merit blah 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 um americans live to work europeans work to live yeah exactly and and i've heard many europeans in different countries european countries say that about their impression of difference between europeans and americans Oh yeah, no. I, I there's no doubt. So you think that's it's um American fascism just completely taking hold like our bike mock fry isn't just for the concentration camps anymore. Mhm. It's all inclusive. Well, you can't have health insurance without it and you probably oh god damn you can't Dude, have so, health insurance so, without a concentration camp. With <laughs> you know, another what another uh, European gave a good description about uh, America. This was a European who I was talking to uh, in the United States, whereas these other conversations I've had with Europeans in, in Europe. But I, uh, this uh, European playwright that I was talking to was living in, in America said uh, that uh, America is a labor camp with food. Oh, wow. No, because all these offices have their cafeteria. Like, you never have to leave the office again. You know, you work all the time, and then you get hungry, and go have your, oh, what's today? It's Wednesday. Oh, that's right. They're going to have the... the uh, it's tacos. Yeah, we... No, taco no, day, or Tuesday, they're going to yeah. have those, uh, those cheese roll-ups. Oh, those are so good. You know, the way you get people to come to the meetings and... How am I going to live? You know, and then you know, stick around for the uh, stick around for the board meeting afterwards because we'll have some uh, uh, risotto. Won't that be good? Uh, Speaking of risotto, I don't know if you saw. I posted this onto uh, Facebook. Uh, I, I you, you, sure if listener, if you don't already know me on Facebook, hey, hi. Um, but I, I put a picture of uh, this uh, a chuck roast that I 
uh, put in the smoker, and when it hit the temperature where I was going to wrap it in uh, foil, I took a picture of it. And uh, um, and then I took another picture of it afterwards, uh, after it had been sliced. Um, I've still got like fucking four pounds of this goddamn thing left. <laughs> so that's why you're thinking about tacos. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm just like, how do I eat this stuff? Here, dude, listen, listen to this. Listen to what I did. And remember this. Get yourself a small roast and do this. Do, do, do it in a crock pot or whatever. You know, slow cook it. But look, dude, dude. Dude, take garlic, head of garlic, and get all the heads, the all the cloves uh, prepped. And if you've got some really big ones, slice those up into slices. Take um, a, a very sharp, small knife, sort of stick it in an angle underneath of the meat, mm-hmm. turn it. And then push one of the garlic cloves in and pull the knife out. And then move it to another place on the meat and do it again. And get just in, and then you do one side and you flip it over and you do the other side. You embed the garlic cloves in the meat. Holy, holy, wow, so good, so fucking good. I mean, just, oh, so good. It's a garlic stuffed podcast. With Ladies man. and gentlemen, yeah, it's Dr. Sure. Dave Overby with Alan Miller for the hey. Modus Operandi podcast. And when we come back, I'm going to tell Alan about the macaroni and cheese patty melt that I made. Ooh, really? Okay. Uh, so uh, we just went from uh, political to food, food, which is not that unusual for us. Feeling hopeless? World politics crushing your spirit? Longing for a time when the future was so bright you had to wear shades? Ask your doctor if the Mopod political time machine is right for you. The Mopod political time machine will return you to the year 1982, where you can live blissfully ignorant of COVID-19, the Trump presidency, reality television, Fox News, and wham! The Mopod political time machine is a computer-controlled IV drug injection system that places you in a coma where, thanks to our patented cocktail of drugs and our carefully constructed authentic 80s soundscapes, you'll live out the rest of your days in the era of big hair as happy as you're likely to ever be. We have a very limited number of these time machines available, so order yours today. Mopod Political Time Machine will cause premature death. Side effects can include being in a coma, loss of up to 28 years of memories, divorce, diarrhea, bunions, gout, bed sores, matrix, red pills, blue pills, fight clubs, and instant death. Mopod Political Time Machine. Don't you want to go? We're back, and you're listening to the Modus Operandi podcast. Uh, so, Alan, I was wondering, do you think that there's any way that you can get that... Uh, latest video that you sent me in an email up on the Mopod 2.0 oh, the, um, page? The one, the one of me, uh, I, I'll try. No, it's the one of me. Oh, oh Remember the one sure. You, uh, yes, of course. Recorded where I'm, I'm being the, uh, the, the zombie, the COVID zombie. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, COVID zombie. 
And the other thing is, remember that uh, picture that we took at the Christmas party where I'm I'm really angry. Um, I think so. Yeah, there's there's we did a whole series of where, where, yeah, right. right. But that was I think the probably the best picture that that came through that evening. It's it's up on it's it's in the pictures from the page, but for some reason it, it won't let me put that picture up as like the main picture ah, and I, I was wondering if you could try to do that I don't know if it'll let you do that either but that's the picture that needs to be up there yeah I'm pretty sure I can do whatever needs to be done um but you should do that I'll remind you about that yeah you'll you'll uh, you'll have to because I'm not, I'm definitely not going to I'm I'm uh um uh you know I'm I'm just glad to be alive you know right now in this time when we have such an inspiring future leader and um, our Lord and Savior Donald Trump, um, because um, you know he's he's one of us, and he's going. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. <clears throat> No, sorry, I can't do it. I can't, we can't do it. So anyway, uh, dude, so... Uh, Ruth, Were you trying to make yourself vomit? Uh, no, I was uh, trying to stop myself from vomiting, uh, pretending to be the, the somebody that thought Trump was anything other than the utter and complete failure that he is. He is an utter and complete failure, but don't you don't think the country is also just a complete failure? The hoodie what, where? The hoodies? The whatie? What, what's a failure? The the country like um, America. Mm. It gave us Donald Trump. Yeah, well, I'm not sure it's a complete failure, but it is a really big flaw. Um, I'm going to say major flaw. Yeah, yeah, major. So here's flaw. a question. Remember back in 2008 when. Uh, you know, we weren't podcasting yet, but man, that would have been a great night to have done our first podcast. I think we waited until January 2010. So really, this would have just been about a year earlier, like about 14 months. This would be November of 2008, right? So what do you think? Um, should we should we plan? And maybe we'll we'll be vaccinated by then, and it can be just like a big blowout. Should we plan some kind of live election night party podcast? Oh, I well, see. That's the problem. Is that you know this is an election that is just absolutely not going to be decided. Well, I don't know. It might be, but it. There's too big of a possibility that it won't be decided. Remember the very first night of the Democratic National Convention right before the pandemic became news, and it was in Iowa, and they had a a breakdown of their new software system that they just decided to use Mm -hmm. to try out for the first time of all nights on the night of the primary. They didn't do a stress test to it. They couldn't just use a way of doing it that they had done before. And so we couldn't get the results. You, you tune in at six and it's like, okay, well, you know, I was in the 
Central Time Zone. It's in the Midwest, so we wait a little bit longer. You think, okay, you know, ten o'clock, we should know who who won. And of course, all this was done on purpose because I think they knew Bernie Sanders was going to win, and they just weren't going to ever let him have any momentum. And so, by saying, "Oh, it won't work," and we can't get the votes in, and oops, that's what I mean about America being a failure. It's it's always a failure. Like it can never do what you need it to do when you need it to do it. Yeah, it's been uh, probably since the, you know, I drive around the city and, you know, you look at the bridges and, you know, overpasses for trains and, you know, underpasses and all. They've all got these plaques on them from the New Deal when we just taxed the living fuck out of the rich people and we put that money towards you know giving people jobs and giving them things to do that made the place better you know these these brand new bridges are in better shape than some of the interstate overpasses you know these things were built in 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 the depression i, I just um i i don't know what we're doing you know, we're, and then there's that light rail system that Louisville put in. Oh wait, you see, I've always thought of Bardstown Road and what it would look like if it was, um, if it had streetcars going yeah. up and down because yeah. it's perfect for it. Yeah, right. It's a long, slender road. That's that, what it know, was originally. That's what it was. It, it ran up to the Douglas Loop. That was it. Turned around and came back. That's from there. why it's called the Loop. Yep. and it made its turn. Yeah, I think I knew that, and, yep. and it there, forgotten. And in fact, there's that old timey clock at that um, where I think a Honey Brothers is on that triangle. Mm-hmm. And um, no, and I, I bet you there's not a single person like if we were in Louisville right now. Not that we could be out because of the curfew. <laughs> But if we were just, if we could be, I bet you there's not a single person that would just think twice or could care less about, oh, you know what, that would make Louisville better. Or, go, you mean, I I guess you're right. If we had a train system, a light rail system, a hundred years ago, we could certainly have one today. They just wouldn't care at all. I don't, they'd just be focused on, you know, the, the... I need a place to park my car. Uh, it's an SUV, and I just, I, you know, I can't use these little tiny spots. I've got to have a big spot because it's a big one. I've got the Sequoia. They'd be thinking about the the money they're making and the trim that they're current they're trying to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trim. <laughs> oh, oh, God damn it! All right, so what what else is going on? Um, let's see. I, I th- well, I still haven't told you about my sandwich, my uh, macaroni and cheese patty melt. I can tell you real real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. So hit me, hit me, man. I made some. I made some macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. It was it was really good. And then I had some uh, beef and cabbage soup that I had only eaten half of. And this really good sourdough bread. And so I just used this technique where I put the pieces of bread on on one side open faced in a pan with melted butter and i put the uh mainly the the beef from the uh beef and cabbage soup on top of some of the uh, macaroni and cheese and let that uh, bread get all nice and toasty brown 
took it out and uh, cut it in half. And man, it was delicious. I mean, it's going to become a, a regular thing. Uh, I didn't didn't have the phone, so I didn't put any pictures up. And I'm also uh, back in the pizza um, pizza making. Uh, I took pretty much close to a month off, which I like to do from from time to time because as I know that you know and probably the listener knows, I love to make uh, pizza. And, uh, so I've been back on doing that and, um, but yeah, the, uh, macaroni and cheese patty melt is, is a, is a big hit. When we do have our vaccination party, uh, I'll, I'm going to make those. I'm with you, man. The, uh, um, uh, uh, wait, what the fuck? Oh, sandwich making. Um, I've got this, um. Uh, uh, roast that I, I just told you about it. Um, I've the last thing that I've made with it uh, was uh, uh, over rice using the 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 juice from the roast, which unfortunately I used all of it. Um, but I, I used that to cook uh, mushrooms, and I smothered thin slices of the roast beef in. Uh, but then I fried first to to get them uh, to, to make all the fat go translucent and, and juicy and stuff, um, and then I, uh, I I sautéed the mushrooms in uh, first in butter with a uh, you know a little wine Worcestershire sauce and stuff, and um, yeah, it was it, it's. Absolutely delicious. Uh, um, I will uh, sell recipes for uh, $9.99. Uh, just go to our PayPal link. Um, no, I don't. Transitioning from uh, putting calories in to getting calories out, I am, t- I am two runs away from having gone the entire month of September running every other day. Wow, really? In the early part wow, of September. Awesome, dude. Was uh, was pretty hot because uh, that heat from August was still carrying over. It has cooled off some. It's going to cool off again tomorrow, and then cool off a second time toward the end of the week. Of course, we'll be turning the calendar in o- into October, and I've been taking my longer run all the way uh, out to. Well, the listener doesn't really know the uh, the geography, but I've been taking taking my longer run that is really about an hour and a half run. And I've got to tell you that uh, for me, I really feel a difference. Like I, when I just take the hour run, I feel good, and it's and it's good to get the the, the runs in and and not to miss a, a day. But I really notice it in terms of just that kind of really transforming my day and blowing the pipes out and really get getting those adrenalines pumping. Because man, I got done with that run uh, yesterday afternoon. And uh, as the evening settled in, I just felt great. And because what I've heard is a, a lot of exercise uh, fitness gurus will say you want to run regularly, you want to run more regularly than than you perhaps are used to, but run for a shorter distance. And I'm not sure that for me the shorter distance thing works as well as the longer run. But then here's the other thing. I still cannot get underneath 200 pounds. And we had talked about this earlier in terms of a possible like lizard brain response yeah, 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 yeah. to the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. 
I've I've just like today. I I, I ran today. I've I've I run I've w- well well more than most people do. I've been cutting my calories down. Um, I've mostly stopped drinking beer. Um, I I've I have it on the on the weekends. Um, but uh, mostly just just I've I've been drinking a little bit of wine, but mostly water. Um and so good old moonshine. No, ugh, I'm not not a fan. Uh, but I I uh, um I don't know. I'm like hovering like at 187, which is I mean that's a lot for me. That's really heavy for me, <laughs> and I, I can't figure. I mean I went out uh, well I. Actually, today <clears throat> I didn't run most of this week because I had a, a I pulled a muscle in my back, lower back. I don't know what the fuck I, I was doing this crown molding, putting it up in a, a, a bedroom. And uh, at some point, I just tweaks tweaked this muscle. It's like it's the the top of the butt and the bottom of the back, you know, over on on one side. And uh, I kind of thought I was over it, and I, I went out for a run today, and I got—I don't know—I got—I got probably about a half a mile from the house, and I was like, I was like, man, this is—I'm just not comfortable. You know, this 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 hurts. This this muscle is not happy that I'm doing this right now, and it's not. It's your back. Yeah, kind of lower back and upper butt. It's like that. Yeah, that, I mean, I think any time that there's something that's not feeling right, I mean, there's there's a usual discomfort when you run i mean everything's not going to feel oh yeah, yeah perfect i mean sometimes there are those runs where everything is just yeah no i i just turned this into a walk i mean i just i walked really fast for i don't know hour hour and a half something like that that can be a good thing and, to do. no it was great it was it really was good i you I mean, know it's always good to shut it down because if you exacerbate the injury and yeah, really strain yeah, it yeah, then no. it totally shuts you down yeah, you can't yeah, exercise yeah. at all so i i i jogged here and there but it was i mean it was very much a wog with the infl- the, the you know the the but the the uh, uh stress on Emphasis the on wah wah part of it yeah cuz it was it was a lot of walking but you know it's Half of the reason that that I love getting out and doing that is just the washing of the brain that comes by just moving through a space, you know, where where you're you're um, you, you know you're traveling this path, and maybe a path you've traveled before. It may be near a path you've traveled before, especially here in the city, because you know if I go one block off. Um, I'm I'm running through a completely different set of houses and stuff than I have, but that that's like that's cleansing for the brain, you know, where you're where you're you're moving through this space that you you don't inhabit, you know, you're out traveling, and I mean that this is like this is one of those proven um, um, psychological effects. Uh, and I, I just I I love it, you know. I that's one of the reasons I love to. Um, um, here in Portland, uh, I, I don't know how familiar you are with this area, but um, they were trying, they were starting to make the Louisville Loop uh, run through the woods along the uh, the Ohio River, uh, pretty close to here, into this little park in in uh, um, uh, Portland. What's the, what the fuck is the name of the park? It's uh, um, uh, Shawnee, 
No, no, no. It's it's to the east of Shawnee. Um, it's from from Shawnee to this other little park. It's like Port, uh, Seneca. Port, it, no, it's like Portland Port um, Park or something like that. Because it's 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 a very small park, um, but it's right near that that bridge that goes over the uh, the Ohio for the trains. Um, down in Portland, the Sherman Mitten Bridge. No, no, it's in between the Sherman Mitten and the the railroad bridge. Gotcha. Okay, so I from here I'll just run down to the to underneath of the the right by the railroad bridge, and I'll either go up through the woods, up away to the east, and come and then come back around because there's like really good steep trails and and weird shit going on in the in there, or the other way. And run around Shawnee Park to uh, and cut through the the golf course, and uh, and run out of the golf course and come back that way. That's that's always a lot of fun. Um, that's about that's usually about a three and a half mile, four mile run, depending on how to do it. Uh, yeah, there's I've got I've got a lot of variations from so I don't have to drive anywhere to start. Um, but I do like to go over to Iroquois Park and run all the way around it. That's about three and a half or four miles. So where do you where do you go? Do you just do you leave the house and go into the country? Yeah, I go. I just go in the into the uh, the the routes that are. There's really no traffic, and uh, some of them there's some good. Uh, wooded areas and I just I have two routes I have a shorter run that's probably about 50 minutes a little bit under an hour and then I have the longer run that consistently takes me uh, an hour and a half and then I've got a variation on the longer run where if I I run south for a while and then I turn and start running east but if I turn and start running west I can basically turn it into about a two hour run and I'm planning on doing that as soon as we have our first day where it's crisp and dry and in the low 50s during the day that'll be a good day just to take that long two hour run I mean this run nearly takes me I think to uh, airport road, but well south of going in the direction where you grew up. To give you an idea of where I'm running. Wait, so uh, so as far east, I mean as, as far west as uh, as airport road, but further south. Right, south instead of instead of north. Yeah, because yeah. the airport road ends at at whatever that uh, is it eighty. Uh, I think it goes uh, for a little bit further than that and ends at uh, 121. Um, uh, but anyway, we uh, we have our respective uh, running zones. I'm curious. I've heard conflicting reports about the 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 vaccines because the CDC director Redfield said. But there's no reason to look at the rosiest side of things, and he's saying July. But Fauci keeps saying that he thinks November, December, we can have a vaccine. Uh, what do you think about this? 
Well, here's the disparity. I, I don't. I don't think it's that big of a disparity. I think that the next July is it being available to everybody, and the November December is it being administered to only the the frontline people, the ones that are the ones that are considered to be you know front of the line Essential. to get this thing. Yeah. Um, and, like the and, people and who, that who will cut still, hair and do uh, yeah. manicures. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Poor motherfuckers that got to stock the goddamn grocery grocery shelves. You know, it's like. But don't don't you think that the longer that uh, we know that a vaccine exists between that time and when people actually get vaccinated, that that could start to really cause some instability in the in the society i mean people will really get restless and angry you know you start saying well this person gets it why can't i get it well that's that's kind of like you know who do we have in charge the least likely person on earth to not make it into a problem you know, you just this stupid motherfucker. This it's like you know. Oh well, I'm gonna make sure you've all got it. And it's like it's been going. And he's like, I don't know what's happening. When we come back on the Modus Operandi podcast, I'm going to ask Alan what thing in recent American history has been handled well. Hmm. Sexy Nights, what COVID lockdown's all about. Yeah, sexy. But sometimes sexy COVID times lead to little oopsies. Well, when you've got a little oopsie on your hands, reach for the Mopod brand tactical abortion pistol. It's quick. It's loud. And its fetus hunting ammunition will take care of your little oopsie before you can say, Make my day. Mopod brand tactical abortion pistol. Get yours today. So no question that this current president has been a complete failure and his response to a, a major public health crisis has been a complete failure. But what in recent history could you say in America has not been a complete failure? I mean, can you think of one thing that is a nation that we did reasonably well? Um, well, I'm going to take that as a no. Well, the, um, Hmm. uh, Yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Just nothing. I mean, the things that stand out, for example, are 9-11, right? You know, we were under attack. Nothing was done to stop the attack. Once it started, they couldn't shoot the planes down. It'll always be a mystery as to how that happened. I mean, I know you have to believe in the official version of events, but still... 
Oh, and the, you- and the, the Saudi. The Saudi royal family was basically gathered together, put on an airplane, and shipped out of the country um, in mass. I mean, there's you can see it on the fucking satellite maps. It's like here's here's uh, Air Force One flying in a big giant circle while they're trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, and here's this other one like leaving the country, and it's it's the fucking Saudi royal family. It's it's just uh, some ah uh, uh, and then there's uh, among the many mysteries for me will always be those pictures of the of the Pentagon because I didn't really bother watching much of the um, the usual sort of morose documentaries and replays of. September eleventh, uh, two thousand one, and because uh, it was it was actually kind of refreshing in a way that we had the pandemic to <laughs> overshadow it, so we didn't have to listen to this other crap for once. Um, and but the, they focused on the this part of the, the documentary that I did watch for a little while uh, was the Pentagon getting attacked, and when you see the the only <clears throat> footage that you have of the Pentagon getting a hit is. It's very close into the Pentagon, so there's not any perspective. There's certainly no aerial shot. You know, there's no, you don't see a plane coming in or getting low. All of this is really hard to believe because, I mean, the Pentagon isn't under any kind of surveillance. There are no cameras that keep an eye on the airspace and the land, water that's around it. And that's hard to believe, but. but you do see this explosion, but you never really see the the plane. No, that's, then this, just, that's the most just, difficult that, thing no, to explain. No, no, is no, this? No, is no, I just no, no, no. When no. they show the wreckage of the Pentagon, no, no. they don't show any. Uh, uh, when they show the Pentagon after it's been hit, I don't see any uh, wreckage of the plane. Yeah, no, of course you don't, because it's shoved inside of that building. No, it's it's okay. No, this is. I mean, this has been this has been settled. A while ago. Well, of course there, it is, because everything is done no, prim and proper in no, America. No, there there are pictures of the of the airplane coming in. Uh, there's like th- four or five frames out of one of the vi- uh, video sure, cameras. Sure, no, no problem. Uh, I'll I'll that has I'm, I'm letting but, it go. I mean, the, the, but anyway, it was the, a failure, right? I mean, the idea is that you don't want to have your oh, Pentagon the, and your. Well, the, that's that's the thing is that the Democrats had it under control. And then Republicans took office, and they just were like, "Okay, everything they're doing, stop doing it." And th- this is this happens over and over again. Uh, Democrats get in, they fix everything, they get everything running pretty well, and then right about the time they get it pretty well, the fucking Republicans get voted back in again, and they fuck everything up. Well, and it, it's, it's been it's, it's, it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And this last time around with our current president Donald J. Trump, uh, yeah, we're yeah, we're fucked. God damn it! But I mean, speaking of major disasters under Republican presidents, George W. Bush and Dick Cheney also saw uh, the. The engineering failure that became Katrina, 
And then everything was finished off in 2008 when we had the economic uh, collapse. And I would agree with you that the major catastrophes happen with Republican presidents, but I don't think I would go so far as to agree that the Democrats actually fix things and get them running smoothly. For example, with Clinton, I don't think of welfare reform or the 94 crime bill as things are working well. Um, And then uh, certainly with uh, Obama, the Deepwater Horizon explosion, and then he doesn't say anything about it for two months. Uh, The failure to get universal health care done and instead cobbling together this half-assed Obamacare um, that is inadequate. Uh, It's it's not good enough. And... um, it's an ana- it's, of- it's inadequate, but I think that it it gave um, a large enough percentage, especially because of the COVID crisis. Uh, because I mean, you just uh, you just automatically qualified for Obamacare if you if you were um, lost your insurance because your you know the business you work for shut down. And you were laid off, so you you just automatically got it. I think a lot of people really like that. Um, so, and, well, if that's true, then you would think that there would be a pretty big uh, support at this point just to go ahead and have Medicare for all. But yeah, Joe you, Biden is opposed to that. Yeah, I yeah yeah. And there's also the difference between health insurance and health care. That I've heard healthcare professionals say that's another problem with the American system is that under Obamacare, there were some people who didn't have insurance before and now have health insurance, but they that doesn't necessarily mean they can all still get health care. And we know of these awful stories, for example, of people in their 20s dying of diabetes because they have to ration their insulin. I mean, all these things are pretty sick. Uh, so again, I mean, I would I I would agree that the the major failures, breakdowns, disasters always happen under Republican administrations. The same thing is true, of course, with the Great Depression. I mean, Hoover's in office, and then the stock market crashes, the economy falls apart in 1929, and you have to have uh, you know four years of Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the, the New Deal to get things back on track. But the fact that we don't really have an equivalent New Deal today, or certainly in, in the works, because you know Bernie Sanders was uh, predictably shut down by the media, the political establishment. Um, I I would have to say that the Democrats have been collaborators in the overall failure of the nation. Yeah, yeah, but the the difference between you know now and the Great Depression is that is that um, I, I don't think it's hit as many people as hard as the the great depression did um because the great depression just took every i mean the the dollar was just devalued i mean you, you couldn't buy anything um there was nothing in the stores um it just businesses were just shutting down continuously you know the whole the whole myth of the of the bankers jumping out of of wall street you know, windows. It's just, it's just absolute nonsense. It was the fucking people that had their savings in 
you know, in Wall Street trusts and stuff that were jumping out of windows. Those were the people, you know, the people that had decided to try to get a little bit more from their savings than just interest. Um, and, and just we, I think that this the destruction of the middle class has been slow, um, and. This lower middle class has opened up for a lot of people that were impoverished. So they're lower middle class now, barely, just barely. And they're not living like that, but they think things are going well. And those are the people that are generally the Trump voters. You know, they're, 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 you know, they've, they've, Managed to get enough of a degree and enough of time in school and stuff and some training to where they're doing they're doing a job and making decent, halfway decent money. Um, and and those those people are like they feel threatened all the time because their money's not worth shit. You know they're and they're keep borrowing and keep borrowing and keep borrowing to try to lead. The sort of what they consider to be average life, and they're just they're more broken, more broken, more broke, and they think that this fucking gold-plated fool's gonna take care of them. It's just so sad. So, and it's especially sad after sad. the 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 four years that he's had four years to show people what what he could do. But I also just and he think, has shown he's shown exactly what he can do, which is nothing. He's just a fucking talk. He's right, all talk. All, right, and that, and that's the thing with the, the pandemic is, I mean, here was a chance to prove your critics wrong. I mean, here was your chance to show that I mean, you really can, um, you really can do the job. And I think that part of the problem is that with with media. People can today, as opposed to during the Great Depression, they can take pleasure in the suffering of these other people in a way that when you didn't have that, the current entertainment apparatus um, in place, that you really couldn't have done. But um, so now what can happen is they can they can think you know yeah like this is a real struggle and it doesn't seem like things are that good i think i'm getting ripped off but they can turn the television on and it's like look at all those people dying look at all those people suffering look at all those homeless people they and then when they if they do start to get some ideas about you know maybe we do need to change things then they can turn it to another channel and they see you know protesters getting beaten down or they can think, well, I don't want to be like those protesters because those people are, uh, they're just troublemakers and they want to burn our cities down and they want to, they want to, um, they want to pilfer, they, they want to loot. You know, the only reason they don't really care about Black Lives Matter or racial injustice, they just want a free 24 pack of uh, Frappuccinos. What? <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, that was a big deal when when they were showing some of the early uh, when this stuff was covered out in Los Angeles. They showed a bunch of black people uh, breaking the window to a Starbucks and running out with uh, frappuccinos. 
And so this is, you know, way worse than executing someone unarmed like you Breonna know, Taylor it's, or it's, George Floyd. We, uh, uh, De- Denise and I, wa- well, actually, I, I watched Denise Felt's Leap about uh, a third of the way through it. Um, a documentary about um, the the um, uh, the Rodney King riots, and oh yeah, and man, I'm telling you what, they ain't nothing happened around here that's even close to what the fuck was going on during that. That was some brutal shit, man. They they that was that was explosion at a level that is just like uh, just mind boggling. But yeah, this, this, this ain't nothing like that. I don't think anywhere, really anywhere. Um, and and the people that are that are coming in, and fucking shit up, that are breaking stuff, they are not part of the protests. They never are. That uh, they, they just there were there was video of uh, people that that were part of the protest, like chasing these. These uh, guys dressed in black with their fucking umbrellas and and respirators and face shields and shit, they were breaking windows, you know, and they were chasing after him. Um, And the cops were nowhere to be found. It just, oh, fuck, man. I just... The people are protesting police brutality. The way you respond to that is not... By having brutal police deal with the protesters, um, but you know, what do I know? I mean, I think one area where our arguments kind of diverge is I, I see what you're saying about that things were worse during the Great Depression. But it seems like the trajectory of things currently is getting worse. Oh, I don't. So I don't, we can I look historically I don't disagree at 1930 with you. and say, "What's that?" I don't disagree. No, oh, no, 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 sure. yeah, no. I, I just, I think that and that's uh, what worries me. Is I think we dealt better with the Great Depression than we're dealing with with the market decline we've had since the late 1960s. You know, there was there 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 was a turnaround point with uh, the um, wealth dis- you know wealth discrepancy um, that started in the early nineteen seventies, maybe. Um, yeah, it, the the foundation was in the seventies, but it really took off in nineteen eighty with the Reagan revolution. Yeah, and then and then it's just like certain people came richer and richer and richer, and the rest of us did not. Um, and you know, the, 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 the middle class that we built up from the, you know, after World War II, um, just vanished. I mean, it's just gone. It, it really barely exists now. There's like, you've got people that are fucking don't have enough goddamn money. And then you got people that got way too much money. And I just wonder that, that between the failure response to the pandemic and the 2008, Meltdown, you know, I'm just beginning to think, you know, what can can happen that will finally be bad enough that will turn things around. And then that makes me think that nothing good is ever going to happen again. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Modus Operandi podcast. 
This episode was recorded at the IFPR studios in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Bad Teacher Studios in an undisclosed secret bunker, with Dr. David Overby and Alan Miller. Produced, engineered, edited, and mixed by Alan Miller. Music by the Institute for Psychic Reform. Intro remix by Hydropod. Please join us again soon for the 208th episode by subscribing to the show wherever you get podcasts. Search for us on Facebook or wherever. A poorly kept webpage with uh, recent episodes is available at psychicreform.com slash mopod. That's psychicreform.com slash mopod. Where you can also find the RSS feed to directly subscribe to this show. Search for Alan Evil on Twitter for weird freeform poetry, but not the Alan Evil that's been suspended, the one that's Big Al and a bunch of numbers. Listen to Emma reply to the unhinged tweets of our liar in chief and the occasional cute animal video. The Mopod gift store is a fictional entity and the products advertised are imaginary. Mopod! Stay safe, wear a mask, and maintain a safe distance from others. Good night.